Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 107 of the North American Outdoors Podcast. My name is Heidi Rayo, and I'm coming to you from the great state of Texas. The last two weeks, we focused on conceal carry and open carry of a firearm and what the laws are and how to be safe and responsible while carrying your firearm. Whether you have your license to carry and you're carrying concealed or open, or if you fall under the guidelines of constitutional carry or permitless carry, there are certain laws that apply to both licensed and non-licensed holders. It is our responsibility to know those laws and where it's legal and places that's prohibited from carrying a firearm, whether you're licensed or you're not licensed. There are several places where firearms are prohibited. These places include carrying a firearm on any school grounds unless you're authorized in writing to do so by the institution or the person has an LTC and is carrying concealed on the premises of the institution of higher education. All firearms are prohibited from being carried at polling places on election day. They are prohibited from being carried in court offices unless authorized in writing. They're prohibited from being carried at racetracks, such as horse tracks or dog tracks. They are prohibited from being carried in the secure area of an airport. They're prohibited from being carried within 1,000 feet of an execution if notice is received. They're prohibited from being carried in a business that derives 51% or more of its income from the sale or service of alcoholic beverages for on-site consumption. Businesses that meet this definition are regulated by the Texas Alcohol Beverage Commission, or TABC, and TABC laws and rules provide for a sign that says 51%. That sign must be posted 
and it should be noted that TABC has multiple 51% signs and other signs related to the carrying of a firearm. Firearms are prohibited from being carried on the premises of a correctional facility. Firearms are also prohibited from being carried on the premises where a high school, collegiate, or professional sporting or interscholastic event is taking place. Firearms are also prohibited from being carried on the premises of a civil commitment facility. They are also prohibited from being carried on the premises of a hospital or a nursing home if effective notice of prohibition is given per Penal Code Chapter 30, again, unless the license holder has written authorization to do so. Firearms are also prohibited from being carried on the premises of a mental hospital as defined by Section 571.003, the Health and Safety Code, unless the person has written authorization of the mental hospital administration. Firearms are also prohibited from being carried in an amusement park if effective notice of prohibition is given per Penal Code Chapter 30. Firearms are also prohibited from being carried at a meeting of a governmental entity if the meeting is subject to the Texas Open Meetings Act per Government Code Chapter 551 and notice of that meeting was provided under the Open Meetings Act. This was recently amended by House Bill 1927, which states that this does not apply to LTC holders. The law also prohibits an LTC holder from carrying openly on the premises of an institution of higher education or private or independent institution of higher education or on any public or private driveway, street, sidewalk, or walkway parking lot, parking garage, or other parking area of institutions of higher education or private or independent institutions of higher education. The law prohibits LTC holders from carrying in locations on certain campuses where effective notice was given under Penal Code 30.6. So that was just a quick rundown of places that you cannot carry and some exceptions to the rules of those places. So what does all that mean? It means that if you are responsible enough to carry a firearm, you need to know the laws, you need to know what the rules are, and you need to learn how to get yourself in the proper mindset. It is your responsibility to know when and where you can and cannot carry a firearm, whether licensed or unlicensed, whether concealed or open carry. You are subject to being charged with a crime, whether a misdemeanor or even upwards to a felony, if you mess up. Ignorance to the law, claiming you just don't know, is not always a good excuse. It's up to you to know what you can and can't do, otherwise you're going to be in the hands of law enforcement. If you make the decision that you're going to carry your firearm on or about your person before you leave your house, you need to get your head right. You need to have it in your mind, the what if scenarios. What happens if I'm in X, Y, or Z situation? How am I going to handle it knowing that I have a firearm on or about my person? 
in your mind, you need to practice planning out different scenarios. In your mind, you need to put yourself in different situations and know what you're going to do mentally so you're prepared if, God forbid, a situation did arise and you had to get yourself out of that situation, whether verbally or if the threat is advancing and you have to escalate your means of defense. Whatever that situation is, try to play that out in your mind long before you ever walk out the front door. Not that there's a boogeyman hiding around every corner or behind every bush, but you need to have that elevated situational awareness, especially when you're carrying a firearm. Especially when you're carrying a firearm, it's very important to have a plan and know what your day is going to look like to the best of your ability. What do I mean by that? So let's say you are either licensed or not licensed, meaning you can constitutional or permitless carry. Think about the places where you can and cannot go with your firearm. So if you have to run a day's worth of errands and you have to drop your kid off at school and you have to go to the grocery store and maybe to a department store at a mall and you're going to stop by the post office and mail a package, and you then have to stop into your office, which happens to be a federal facility, to drop off some paperwork before you continue on with the rest of your day. Then, all of a sudden, you look up in your rearview mirror, and you see the red and blue flashing lights. You are getting pulled over for driving just a little bit too fast on your way back to pick up your kid from school. So all of those different locations that I just mentioned, where can you and can you not legally carry your firearm? If you have your LTC, you can legally be in the parking lot of your kiddo's school and drop them off. If you do not have your LTC, you cannot. Depending on any signs that may be posted outside of the storefront, whether it be a mall or an independent business or a grocery store, if the sign says 30-06, that says it's pursuant to Section 30-06 Penal Code, trespass by license holder with a concealed handgun, a person is not allowed to enter that property if you have a concealed handgun. Now, if you do see a sign that says 30-07, that states trespass by license holder with an openly carried handgun. That means if you carry a firearm openly, you cannot enter that property. If you see a 30-06 next to a 30-07 sign, that means no firearms allowed in that property. So be very mindful of the signage that's posted before you enter the property or the premise. Now, let's talk about post offices. Post offices are federal property. Not only is the building federal property, the parking lot is federal property. It is illegal to carry a firearm on post office property, which includes the parking lot. So if you have to go mail a package, you will be in violation if you are parking in a parking lot outside of a post office. So be mindful of where you're parking if you have a firearm. 
even if you leave your firearm safely concealed in your vehicle and do not have it on your person when you enter the post office, you are still in violation because there's a firearm in your vehicle on post office property. Now, where do you work? Does your employer allow you to carry a firearm? Is it a public place or is it a private place? You need to know the laws of your business and the laws of your employer as to what you can and cannot do carrying a firearm on your person or on the premise, or if you can leave it legally in your vehicle based on the rules of your employment. If you get pulled over by a peace officer, it is a requirement to display your license. If a license holder is carrying a handgun on or about your person and a peace officer demands that the license holder display identification, the LTC holder shall display both the license holder's driver's license or identification and you must show your LTC that you're carrying your firearm. This is something else to consider and playing into your mindset on how you're going to go about your day. If you plan to carry your firearm, have your LTC, if you have your license, have your LTC readily accessible and available in case you are stopped. In today's society, everybody is just a little bit more on edge these days. That includes not only the police officers sometimes, but also the people that are getting pulled over. When a police officer pulls over a vehicle, they have no idea what situation they are about to walk into. So as a responsible firearm owner and a carrier of a firearm, it's your responsibility to kind of settle that situation and take the edge off. What I mean by that is keep your hands visible, both hands visible on your steering wheel. Roll down your driver's side window. If you have somebody in your back seat, roll down your back seat window as well. You want to make sure that the police officer doesn't have any doubt or any reason to suspect anything if you don't give them a reason to suspect anything. If you're just speeding and breaking that law, take your punishment and be respectful to the officer. You want to have your LTC and your driver's license ideally in your hand when your hands are on your steering wheel. That way, when the police officer walks up to your vehicle, He can not only see your hands, but he can also see your identification. You don't ever want to make any quick movements, especially when the officer is present or when they're approaching. If you have not had time to access your driver's license and or your LTC card or your insurance card, wait until the officer is at your vehicle and indicate that you do have a firearm in your vehicle If you do, and if you're carrying, announce where that firearm is if you have to make any movement while the officer is present. For example, if your insurance card is in your glove box or it's in your console, you want to let them know that you are going to reach for your insurance card and let them know where it's located. No sudden movements, no surprises, and you should have a pleasant encounter. The other note is if you are carrying a firearm in your vehicle, you want to think about where you're going to carry that firearm. For example, if you carry your firearm in your glove box, you may not want to have that laying on top of your insurance card. 
So when you're going to reach for your insurance card, you have to move a firearm to do so. So think about details like that so you don't have any unintentional or unexpected encounters if you are pulled over by a police officer. Details like rolling down your window. Don't just crack it and talk to the police officer through a small crack in your window. He's going to probably suspect, you know, you're trying to hide something. Put your window all the way down. Don't give them any reason to suspect any wrongdoing or any mischief coming from inside your vehicle. If it's at nighttime and you get pulled over at night, same rules apply, but one added safety feature that you can do is to turn on your dome light. Let the officer see all the inside of your vehicle, especially if you have people in the back seat. Roll down those back windows and don't give them any reason to suspect any wrongdoing from inside your vehicle. And remember, a peace officer who is acting in their official officer duties, they may disarm a license holder at any time, any time the officer reasonably believes it's necessary for the protection of the license holder, the officer, or another individual. The roadside is not a place to argue or to hold court. Let them do their job so you can quickly get on your way when their stop is over. The primary goal anytime someone carries a firearm, whether concealed or openly, your primary goal is to avoid conflict and return home safely. Back to your mindset, work on visualizing. Visualizing yourself in different situations and how you're going to respond, either avoiding that situation or getting out of that situation. Having a plan in your mind is always a critical thing to do every time you leave your house or every time you step out of your vehicle. So think about perceiving your situation. Most people don't even know they're in a situation until it's too late. What is the one thing every one of y'all have in your hand almost at all times? What is the one thing you have mounted on your dash, whether navigating you to your destination or keeping it handy for any phone calls? What is the one thing a lot of y'all use to fall asleep at night And oftentimes it dies in the middle of the night, so you can't receive any phone calls the next morning when you're trying to do a wake-up call for a friend. Cell phones are our best friend and they're our worst enemy. Cell phones suck us into a trap where it completely consumes our attention 99.9% of the time. Take a moment and put it down if you're carrying a firearm. You should not be glued to your phone if you have a firearm on or about your person. Again, most people don't even realize that they're stepping into a situation until it might be too late before they can back out of it. Identify some higher risk locations. These would be certain areas or activities and even locations that can generate additional risks to our safety. Going to an ATM machine at night. Is it in a dark area? Is it well lit? Is it a drive-through? 
Not necessarily at night anymore. A lot more crime is happening in the daytime. If you do have to go to an ATM, let's say it's a drive-through, always allow yourself an exit. So if you are pulling up to an ATM machine and there is a vehicle in front of you, leave at least a car length distance between you and that vehicle ahead of you. That way, if somebody is approaching your vehicle or if another vehicle comes behind you and gets a little bit too close for your comfort and you get that weird feeling, the hairs on your neck start standing up, you can quickly and easily remove yourself from that situation. If you have to get out of your vehicle to walk up to an ATM machine, look at your surroundings before you immediately put your vehicle in park and jump out of the vehicle to get your cash. Look around. How many vehicles are in the parking lot? Are anyone in those vehicles? Is anybody watching you? Look at your surroundings before you step out of your vehicle at all times. When in doubt, don't. If something doesn't feel right, it probably isn't. So be super mindful of those situations and avoid putting yourself in those high-risk locations where you have to get cash. Looking at parking lots, think about where you are. Is it highly visible? Is it well lit? Is it during the daytime or nighttime? Do you park in between two vehicles at all times to get that best parking spot closest to the door? Or are you going to park a little bit further away so you're not right next to another vehicle with the potential of somebody carjacking you or grabbing you and pulling you into a vehicle that may be parked next to you? Look at those surroundings. Look at the distance that you have to walk from your vehicle to whatever business that you're going into. Does it look safe? Does it feel safe? Look at the people that are in the parking lot. Are they hanging around waiting for their next victim? Or are they customers just as yourself? Walmart parking lots are the number one place for crimes to happen. They do have security that generally patrol the parking areas, But if you're in a bigger city and a massive super center with just as massive of a parking lot, a lot of times those security vehicles aren't going to see you or get to you as quickly as possible. Bad people that do bad things are pretty smart sometimes. They know how to avoid being seen and they try really hard to get in and get out quickly to do their deed to not get caught. Not saying that criminals are smart, but they know what the game is. They know that most people are distracted. They know that you're probably going to have a cell phone and you're going to be looking down as you're exiting your vehicle, walking to the store. And the easiest, softest target is a mama with her kids. When my kids were younger and if my husband had to work, I tried really hard to plan my trips to the store when he could either go with me or I did not have to bring the kids with me. I knew that I was an easy target because I had small kids at the time. So there were times that I had to go to the store and have all four of my kids in tote. 
So when I had to do that, I still planned ahead. I tried to go either very early in the morning where stores were less crowded, and I did try to park right up front where I could get into the store quickly. Even to this day, I tell my kids, stay off your phones, get into the store, and then we'll talk or answer any questions that they had along our drive to that store. They always seem to ask, you know, the most thought-provoking questions when we're parking and trying to walk into a store. So I always make sure that they know their surroundings because this is a very good habit, a very good technique to teach your kids is to also visualize and be situationally aware. Always know where they are, always know their surroundings, and who's in those surroundings. When we park, I'll ask my kids, okay, what color is the car on our left? What color is the car on our right? Who's in the car? Is anybody? Is it empty? Are there adults, men, women? What color are they? Do they have kids? So asking those detailed questions to get my kids to focus on details and to remember that, be aware of your surroundings. When they get out of the vehicle, the first thing we do is we make a beeline to get through the doors of whatever store that we're in. The less time you have to hang out in the parking lot, the better. Avoiding those higher risk locations. Daytime versus nighttime. I do everything in my power to avoid going to any store, any big parking lot, any small parking lot after dark. I tell my kids all the time, nothing good happens late at night in the dark, especially when you're in a big city. So be mindful of those very easy target parking lots. If you are sitting in your vehicle waiting for somebody to come out of school or to come out of the store... Again, keep your head up and on a swivel. You always want to be aware of your surroundings when you're in your vehicle, alone, potentially, waiting for somebody to come out. If you're on your phone, again, you're making yourself an easy target, but we all do it. We all are on our phones passing time. If you are in your vehicle, keep those doors locked. So many crimes happen when people are roving parking lots looking to break into vehicles. Criminals want an easy in, easy out, fast crime. They're not going to mess with the vehicle, usually, if they jiggle the handle and the car is locked. If you have your car unlocked, you're an easy target, especially if you're sitting in your vehicle with your car unlocked. Always keep your doors locked if you're in your vehicle waiting. Be mindful of social gatherings. What type of event are you going to? If you're carrying your firearm, number one, is it legal to be in the area where you're going? How many people are going to be in that area? Are there alcohol or drugs going to be in that area? Potentially. Know your surroundings and don't put yourself in a bad situation that you may not be able to get out of. Something that we all learn from a very young age is the buddy system. It never hurts to be with someone if you're going to be in a location, um, a a highly attended or a highly populated area. It always helps to have someone with you so you're not an easy target. Look at the people around you. Depending on where you're going or what your destination is, 
Are people loitering? Are they wearing inappropriate attire? Meaning, if it's ninety nine degrees in the south, are they wearing a heavy jacket? You know, does something not look right? Does something not fit in the environment? Listen to their conversations. Um, what are their words? What's their tone of voice? Are they getting agitated? Are they swearing? Are they throwing around racial slurs? You don't want to put yourself near a situation where other people are starting to escalate. What is the behavior if there are other people in the area? What are their actions? Are their fists clenched? Are they rapid or deep breathing? Are they excessively sweating? Are they crying? Be aware of what the people are doing that might be surrounding the area where you're going to be. Do you really want to step into that situation or walk away? It's a great habit to get into to start practicing visualization, especially if you're planning to carry a firearm. This just bumps you up another notch because depending on how you react to a potential situation can determine what happens next if you're carrying a firearm. If you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. Make sure that you're the safest you can be out there, knowing the rules, knowing the laws, and using your common sense good judgment all the time. There is no better classroom than the outdoors, roaming the woods and waters, and creating memories that will last a lifetime. This is Heidi Rayo, and you've heard another North American Outdoors podcast. For more information, visit NorthAmericanOutdoors.org and follow me on Instagram at North American Outdoors. Have a great day.